What is good, Fundamism fam, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I'm your host, Paul J. Long, and as always, we are brought to you by our sponsors, Charlie Hustle. If you don't know, you better get educated. Go to charliehustle.com. They're working on masks. They're working on shirts. They're working on all kinds of fun stuff. And if you don't have a Charlie Hustle shirt, you may want to swoop over to the pauljlong.com website, get your first ever What's Good Fundamism Charlie Hustle collab. You know, we have had some amazing uh, and and very um, intriguing guests in the past. But uh, our guest today is a fascinating gentleman, one that I have only met in person once. He's the future king. He is the president. He is Reg Run, El Presidente, Reginald King. What's good? What's up, my guy? How are you? First of all, happy Sunday. You know, happy May. You know, I mean, with everything going on, the fact that, you know, we're here May 3rd and we're up doing well and, you know, we can still, we still got a job and the roof over our head says a lot about us as people and what we got going on. So you got to always give a shout out to that. For sure. I appreciate the blessings. Thank you very much. Happy May to you, my friend. We're, uh, we're kicking it quarantine style. So this is another Zoom interview. I prefer, as you do, based on what I know about you, meeting people in person. Uh, but nevertheless, we got to work with what we got. Uh, first question we start with every single guest, Reg, what do you do for fun? Man, so that's, I got a lot of things I like to do for fun. My biggest hobby is one, just being around people, right? I love, I love to go out, um, love scuba dive. I'm a big animal fan. Yeah, I'm a certified scuba diver. <laughs> I really know that, but, um, and I love to hang with my girlfriend. That's probably my favorite hobby. We have some good times, you know, working out together, taking walks. So, you know, she brings out the romantic part of me. So that's another good thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm finding out who I am more and more. For sure. Uh, you know, introspection. That's what we all got to do. And uh, you touched on something that really, that really I noticed the first time I met you. So we got connected through a mutual friend. And uh, man, we started talking on the phone and your energy and passion just was, it was, I mean, it came through, right? I mean, I, I feel like every person that I talked to the day that we met at the Chiefs game, anybody who had anything to say about you said you were a super connector, said that you were the best friend one could possibly have, said that you were always looking out for other people and that you were just genuinely interested in people. So first of all, I admire that. Uh, I think Thank that you. that's something that... Uh, that really resonates with me and, and what intrigues me about you. Is that something that you've always had or is that something that came to you innately? Um, or uh, I, over time? Yeah, so I, I've, I feel like I've always been this way. Um, you know, growing up, I had great people in my life and I still do. Um, but a lot of my friends helped me kind of get to where I am and their parents and, you know, kind of seeing they knew I had nothing. And they still accepted me and brought me into their family. So it gave, it gave me a confidence about myself. Mm-hmm. And it, wanted, it made me want to, one, give back to people. Um, I'm always curious, you know, how people are feeling, what they're going through. How can I help? Um, and I just like being around people. Good energy. You bring good energy, people give it back to you. So I try to give that off as much as possible. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of been something I've always had. And I don't take it for granted at all. Like, my thing is that this is a gift. And... I try to give back to as much as possible, right? And you do, man. I mean, I, I, I know I had a blast that day. I didn't know who I was looking for. I just knew based on the IG content that this dude's uh, style was absolutely fire. So I just started looking for the, for the leopard prints and, uh, and the <laughs> sunglasses and the Gucci shoes. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I actually so funny – all my friends in our crew, they could say I'm the worst dress, right? What? They, they never, they never give me props. So <laughs> I, t- I take it to heart. Like, all right, you know what? Sunday, this is my game day. I gotta, ha- I gotta have the best fit on this bus to the game in the game, right? So I, I, I always say, you know, take pride in that, and I have fun with it. Uh, my girlfriend hates my outfits too. She tells me I'm colorblind and things like that. But, but I try to explain to people who dress about fashion. Fashion is whatever you want it to be, right? How you wear it and the confidence you wear it is all you need to to make a statement. And so things I put on, things I wear, I put on with confidence. And sometimes I'm, yeah, it's a stretch, right? But I, I love coats, right? Because I always think, I told my mom this since I was, you know, 14 years old, that coat swag is the most important swag you need to have because the coat makes the outfit. Everything under that is just icing on the cake, you know? So I, I take that to heart, right? I go out and I take a week to find a new coat. 
right? So I can have a coat on, different coat on Sunday because it means that much. So I like to come with good energy. And I know that's going to put a smile on people's faces and on that bus. So like, they look forward to that, right? They have, we have a good time. And I know that I take pride in that. So it's like, hey, I'm going to come here wearing some, some that may be some bullshit to y'all, but I like it. <laughs> but I know we're going to have fun with it. And it's going to be a day we remember when it lost. Like we're going to have some to laugh about. And I, you know, that's... That's what, what it's all about, man. Uh, uh, fundamentalism is all about the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. And so I like you. I like to, uh, I, don't, I don't have the type of swag. And uh, you know, I, I have about 10% of the confidence of uh, El Presidente. But, uh, you know, I, I do my thing. And uh, ultimately, when I go out and I do live, you know, keynotes or whatever it may be, people always comment on a bow tie or like the color scheme or some fire socks or whatever. And what I found is whether they love it or hate it, it always creates conversation. It's always something that makes people feel comfortable, at least engaging. And I feel like if that's the one thing that we could give folks, then I'm about that life. I'll wear that badge proudly. Um, I will say it's fascinating to me to hear you say that your crew thinks that you're, that you're not a great dresser. Cause man, I'm telling you, uh, that's what I know you as. I go into your, your IG, I see the fire content. Now, I don't know if you rock the house slippers, the Uggs like I do, uh, but yeah. you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's party down below. You always got to, listen, the sneakers are important too. I'm a big sneaker guy. Um, shout out to, you know, Harry and my boy Travis. They got me in a shoe big time, but um, I, I always feel like you gotta, you gotta have levels to it, right? And each each week I want to climb to a new level. And with myself, I feel like I'm at the top of the game right now. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about that, but before we do, you know, you had uh you had set uh an expectation that we were gonna have a second guest on here today, which which was gonna be the first ever in Fundamism Podcast uh history, uh three people, and obviously somebody got a little shy, but uh it was your girl Sarah. So uh I, I'm just curious, man. I know. If Sarah was here and I asked her what was the thing that attracted her to you most, she'd have to say your calves, right? <laughs> she, you know what? She could actually answer that question. So we'll, we'll get her. We'll get Sarah over here in a second to answer that. But I, I think she said that definitely for sure, hundred <laughs> percent. This dude has the biggest, most defined calves that I have ever seen in my whole entire life. I met him first off. I was like, "Damn, how'd you get? How'd you get those things in those jeans?" <laughs> Oh man, it's, it's tough to find jeans, and no joke. So like, when I find a good pair of jeans, I gotta hold on to them. Um, it, it's tough though, you know, because my waist is a thirty six, but they don't fit my legs. So you gotta get real big, you know. It's, it's sometimes custom made a little bit, so you gotta work with you know what you can. But I, I've maintained it, I managed it, and it's working all right for sure. So, Reg, you're an individual we talked a little bit about. You believe in the power of connection, showing a genuine interest in others. Whatever you throw out into the world will come back to you tenfold, especially if you don't expect it to. Um, you mentioned a little bit about some of the individuals in your life that kind of helped you get that way, that kind of uh, welcomed you with, with warm and open arms. What kind of helped shape your perspective in this uh, positivity and showering people with your light? Uh, so, you know, third grade, um, you know, I got taken away from my mother. We moved to a group home and I started to notice, you know, through this time, there's people in that group home who didn't have confidence. They didn't know who their family is. They didn't know certain things. So it kind of summed my situation up really quick. Like, Hey, like I know who my mom is. I have great friends. I'm still going to school with the people. So it kind of gave me like, all right, you know what? Cherish these moments, cherish these opportunities, cherish these people. And so I would just try to find the good in every day. And I started noticing whatever problems I had wasn't big enough for the problems that other people had. Mm. So I was like, you know what? Like, who am I to be selfish in my way? And one of my best friends, dad, to this day, I still call him dad. And he, he just helped me slowly, like, build up this confidence in myself, right? He would kind of tell me, like, hey, listen, you know, you're smart. You know, these issues don't shape you, right? And I always noticed how he would help every other person out. It didn't matter what you had, whatever. Come to my house, eat dinner. Come play on this baseball team. Come play on this basketball team. So that, to me, was like someone I looked up to. And I was like, I need to be that person, right? I need to be a person who gives back, even if it's not material things, or it's that I give back something to the world mm. on a daily basis. And so I always tell myself, I try to make, you know, when I walk outside, talk to strangers because you never know the story they have. And homeless people especially, right? Because you never know how I can change that person's day. 
um, by just saying the smallest things. And I've been in that position. So it's like my family and my friends kept me afloat. And it's only right that I get back and and try to help people out. And I feel like if you, you know, just some days people may need to hear the I love you or, hey, how are you today? Or, you know, small things that we take for granted, um, some people will love and it could change your life. So I kind of keep that in the back of my mind as I, I walk and I do certain things and I run to different people. It doesn't matter. Like, I love understanding, you know, who, who that next person is or what they're going through and trying to figure out what the best way is to help them. And you never know how many people's lives you can change by just talking to them or just giving them a smile or shaking their hand. So I just keep that in the back of my mind every day. It is uh, criminal that we have only talked now two times because, uh, I mean, I feel like you're my spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> so I know you're into animals. Going back to uh, what you just said, though, you just hit on, uh, so fun to me as an acronym the F is okay. personal foundation, like consistent self-reflection, introspection. Uh, what skill set do you have? Where are your areas of opportunity? Always looking for ways to grow, develop, and get better, right? The U is what you just hit on, understanding others' perspectives. And, uh, you know, we're all different. and We all have different stories. And we all, we all got to where we are through trials and tribulations. And Absolutely. one of my favorite speakers back in the day, uh, many people have heard me say this, but uh, his name was Keith Harrell. And he used to say that uh, coming up, his grandma used to always coach him. She said, honey, don't ever judge the face if you can't judge the heart. You never know where someone's been and you don't know what they're going through. Growing up, grandma or somebody in your family gave you so many smiles. So if someone doesn't have one, you bless them with one of your own. So Reg, whether it's you saying hello to a stranger or uh, wearing a, a fire outfit or agreeing to do a podcast and specifically proactively reaching out uh, after I asked you some time ago and uh, I said, let's connect. And then you proactively reached out, which is unheard of, seems to be in this day of age, which I greatly appreciate. No, no, you seem to have a strong understanding of others' perspectives and uh, what makes people feel special. So I admire that in you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I tried, right? My mom is a saint and she preached that all the time. And, um, you know, so I just try to, as I, as I want someone to treat me is, you know, the way I try to treat others. And sometimes you, you just got to go above and beyond, you know, For and sure. that's okay. So kind of exploring your foundation a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to you a little bit about wanting to, to discuss your come up just a little and, uh, and ultimately how you got to where you are today, which we'll get into as well. And you just made mention of your mother and, and being adopted. Um, and so whatever you're willing to share, feel free. Uh, feel free to shoot it down if, if uh, ultimately you don't want to talk about it. But I believe vulnerability is an amazing trait in individuals, especially to draw connection and, and reveal your genuine nature. Um, Absolutely. You said in the third grade that you were taken away from your mother. What uh, or if any contact have you had with your mom since that day? Uh, so believe it or not, you know, I'm very close to my family in Chicago, actually. Um, I see him, I would say once a month, maybe once every other month. Uh, but we talk on a daily basis. Mm. Um, me and my mom relationship fluctuates a lot um, because one, I believe my adopted mother as my mom, right? And she doesn't take that lightly, right? She's like, I birthed you, but I kind of look at the person that made the most sacrifices as as that one to be my mother. It's not taking anything away from her, but it's also showing my adopted mother respect that she needs to have. So, um, but our relationship is, you know, I'm very close with my siblings. Um, you know, my my biological mom is, you know, we, we fluctuate, I care about her, but it's it's difficult, right? Because as a kid, you look at your mom as like your superhero. She's your everything. And when things don't go your way, and as you get older, you start to understand more, you want that person to change and get out of their ways and get out of their addictions and their habits. And when it doesn't happen, it kind of it's kind of gives you this like uh, a failure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're like dis disappointment. And it's like, so I kind of keep that in the back of my mind as I go, every day as I go, you know, and I, listen, my mom was great, right? She did what she could do with seven kids and she was just fantastic. And sometimes things don't work your way, right? Work out your way. And in and, and the end for me, it worked out in, in my favor, right? Which is great. Um, but it's also a tough pill to swallow because it's like, I have six other siblings, right? So it's, I live two different lives, right? And people don't know that, but like I live my adoptive family and then I have my biological family. So I live both of those, right? Because, you know, whatever they go through, still your siblings, so you go through that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, you know, there's good days and there's bad days, but like, you know, one thing I've always said is you find the, the best of, you know, every day, right? You find the positive in every day. So there's no such thing as bad days. So, so 
In, in that vein, because there's a lot of folks out there that have, have gone through similar situations or have been knocked down a peg or two, and I'm sure that wasn't the only time that you got, you know, kicked in the chest, right, or, or felt, you know, less than valuable at the time or whatever it may be. Um, how do you get, you personally, get through these moments of challenge in your life? Uh, I just realized that as bad as I think my days are, there's someone else out there suffering a lot worse. And so it puts life into perspective for me. So I I go through every day and before I end my day, I try to find the good in that day. So mm-hmm. I tell me, this is the lesson I learned today, which is great. And this is why this is a good day. And then I kind of move on, right? I don't, I don't do too much of the, you know, let things linger on and stay with me. If it's done, it's done. So far, we got to move on. And that's kind of how I keep a positive attitude is because I don't sit there and in my sorrows and think about, oh, this is what happened to me. This is what I could have done. It's like, all right, it's done. Let's move on. Hey, I'm great, right? I have a roof over my head. I can pay my bills. I can do these things. Life is great, right? Even even if I'm not where I want to be or I'm not having the day I want to have, there's somebody out there who doesn't know where their next meal is coming from, sure. who doesn't know where their kid, their child is, who doesn't know where certain things is. They may be going through the void, right? So it's like, who am I as a person to sit there and feel sorry for myself when I'm able to do what I want to do on a daily basis. It's not fair to the people that can't. So that's kind of how I, I move on with those days and find the good in them. And listen, life lessons at a, at a young age told me so much. And, you know, even being adopted at age 14, it gave me such a confidence because it's like me as a kid living in a group home. And then I meet this kid and I play basketball with him. Then his family adopts me three years later. It's like she saw this confidence in me. And she believed in me before I believed in myself. And it's only right that I carry that belief that she gave me with mm-hmm. me every day, right? That's the respect and the, the greatness that I want to show her and then my mom. Dropping knowledge bombs out here, man. I mean, everything that you just talked about is the premise uh, behind fundamentalism, the fundamentals of an optimistic lifestyle. Like, we're all going to go through a bad day. And like you said, somebody is always going through it worse. And, and you know, for the most part, there's a lot of folks that are handling their stuff a lot better than we are, too. But uh, that's the premise of fundamentalism and gravitating towards the things that lift you up. So you're having a bad day or, or you're going through the struggle or it's not working the way that you want it to. You know, you go for a walk with Sarah or you put on a, a an amazing shirt featuring Kobe and Gigi, right? Or uh, yeah, you, you, got to. You, you connect with somebody that you know is going to make you smile. And these things offer us uh, these brain pattern interrupts to be able to focus more on the stuff that lifts us up as opposed to the stuff that doesn't. So... You know, I feel like people are not defined by what they do. And uh, that's why it's like one of my least favorite questions to ask. Uh, You and I have had several conversations and even been talking for 20 plus minutes now. I still don't know what the hell you do, man. So uh, you mentioned mentioned, uh, getting to do the things that you want to do. What do you want to do? What are you into right now? So, well, right now I'm actually going through a huge learning curve in life. Um, which is and which is great, right? So, for those who don't know, I work at a venture capital fund, right? It's called Swift Art Ventures. We're based out of New York City and Austin, Texas. I live in Austin, Texas, but I like to move around a lot. Um, right now, currently in Orlando, Florida, going on week eight. Who's counting? Um, <laughs> but you know, it's given me. So here I am, a kid who's live lives in a sports world, loves sports, and I worked in the sports world for a long time and it was just never a challenge, right? It was always kind of easy for me. So it didn't allow me to kind of live up to the ability that I wanted to live up to. And so I had to find something that was going to give me a challenge, right? So, you know, long story short, I meet this guy in New York City just randomly um, at lunch. We keep connecting, we, you know, stay in touch. And my brother's getting married and I have a free day. So I drive down to Austin I walk into his office, we meet for about an hour, and he looks at me and goes, I want to offer you a job. Just like that. And I was like, bro, I don't even know what you do, right? But it was an opportunity for me that I was like, you know what? Like, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be something that's going to take days, months, years to learn and be great at. But I've always wanted a challenge in life that, like, I knew that would kind of keep me going, right? Like this is and this is one of them, which is which is good for me. So right now I'm in a huge learning period where 
I'm actually like I, when I say do what I want, like this is giving me the opportunity to network with who I want to go to certain events and kind of be uncomfortable, which is okay with me because I'm never uncomfortable, right? Like I can walk in a room and feel like everyone's my best friend there, um, and I still feel like that, you know, in these businesses. But it's kind of like you gotta you gotta learn more to stay in the room, right? And that's that's where I am right now, and it's been great for me. It's it's definitely a challenge though. Like there's days where I'm like, man, like is this for me? But there's also the other side of me. It's like, Hey, like this, is the challenge you asked for, this is going to make you who you are in the next five years. The good days, the bad days, the long days, like this is, this is what we need. Right. Don't get so caught up in, in the right now. Right. And so for me, I'm always been about a bigger picture. And so whatever, I, I think long-term on everything, everything. Right. So it's nothing for me short-term because short-term satisfaction never works out. So my main thing is always long-term and that's kind of helped me get through my days. Right. Cause it's like, all right, well, I got to finish today. Let's go. What's, what's for tomorrow? What's for the next day? What's going to happen this month? And obviously when you see yourself progressing and learning more, um, you want to do more. Right. So I've, I've had the chance to sit in the room with some very fortunate people who learn about the business, the stock markets, the do's, the don'ts, uh, the financial world, um, you know, during this whole, quarantine it's uh it's locked me down so i've been just kind of doing a lot of studying looking at the trends of the stock market uh you know listen to all these different phone calls with you know jp morgan goldman sachs cibc this is things that you see that you dream of where i'm coming from right like as as kids we think of two things like either i want to be an athlete or i'm gonna be an artist right and so to to be able to go back to where I'm from and say, hey, you know, I'm working in finance. I'm working in a venture capital fund. This is what I'm doing. This is who I'm meeting with and see their faces light up. And it kind of gives them a sense of hope and understand, like, don't let anything define you in the early ages of life. Like, just keep growing, right? You're going to you're gonna go through so many different paths and patterns and, and things that you don't want to do and things you do want to do. And it's going to fluctuate. But um, at one point, like I always tell my brothers, it's kind of like life is like building a puzzle, right? And mm. your early years is kind of you're building your border, yeah. right? And then when you hit in the 20s, you start working on the inside of the puzzle, right? And there's going to be one day when you find that puzzle piece and everything clicks. And it's about having like the greatest balance of life, right? And I always say that like it balances everything. You can't let the good days take over. You can't let the bad days take over. They just got to work themselves out. And for me, you know, I'm, my brothers are my best friends, right? They keep me balanced. But even, you know, when it came to Sarah and I'm telling my brothers, like, man, like, I like this girl so much. I like this girl so much, right? Like, usually your brothers, they tell you what you want to hear. My brothers are like, all right, well, let's hold you accountable before this even happens, right? Like, do you have the balance you think you need to, to be the boyfriend to her that you think she wants? I'm like, no, not yet. He's like, all right, you're not ready. He's like, you got to prepare right now today as if she comes tomorrow and she may come a year later she may not never come but you got to prepare as if she is and so i had to find that balance right and it's helped me you know have more good days than bad days hey reg that is powerful i, I hearing you talk about sarah uh i mean i'm kind of an emotional dude i'm getting too uh but man that's like uh how old are you if you don't mind me asking sorry 30 30 30 but to have that kind of insight at 30 right and to be able to to understand the importance of uh, of yourself and balance in your life, to be able to give what you need to make somebody else happy and whole, is absolutely uh, amazing to me. And that's awesome that you surround yourself with the right people that will help support you in that in that task or that vision. So uh, it sounds like Sarah is very lucky. You know, you had when you. Uh, as are you, obviously. I know. Absolutely. Listen, absolutely. Yeah, we, know, we, know, we know that Sarah is the one that makes the world go round. For sure. But you hit me up and you said that you you wanted her to get more comfortable talking in front of cameras and talking, you know, to people and stuff like that. I mean, that says a lot about you. So, man, keep up the good work in that aspect. Um, you talked oh, about being you. uncomfortable. And uh, there there's not many times that you feel uncomfortable, but you know that yeah. that you... Uh, grow and as as it does all of us. When was the last time? Like, what was the last moment that you truly felt uncomfortable? Uh, believe it or not, uh, I was fourteen. Fourteen. Um, I was fourteen, and this is outside of work because I don't think I'm I'm not uncomfortable at work. It's just that I don't know everything I want to know, so sometimes I'm hesitant. But like the last time I truly, truly like, and it's funny because my girlfriend actually asked me this the other day. Um, but I think I was in, 
I was in the courtroom getting ready to finalize my adoption. And I remember me and my brother were sitting in the back on the left side of the courtroom. My mom's up front. She's talking to her. And we're in a courtroom in. And um, that was about the last time I felt like uncertain about somewhere. I was so uncomfortable. My hands were sweating and I was nervous. And But after that, I don't feel comfortable because I've always said, like, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't control what's going to happen. Right. All I can do is do, be the best person I could be every day and everything else will play out the way it's supposed to play out. Mm. Right. So there's no point in me being nervous or hesitant about something. Right. Because if I like her, tell her what's the worst she can say is no. Right. And she says, yes, it works out my face. She says, no, come back two months later, three months later, try again. Right. There's no there's nothing you can't have in this world. Right. And I, I know that's like a cliche thing, but I've seen it happen. I visualize a lot of things. I visualize a lot of um, manifesting and and there's, if you want something, there's you, there's ways to get it. Now, it might not come when you want it or when you're ready for it, but if you prepare for it early, it'll come late, right? And when I mean late, I mean right on time when you're supposed to have it. Right on so time. I've always, I've always been that way. Like, you can't control outcome, right? I can, that's it, right? The one thing I can control are my action and how I go about doing it. And from there, things will play out how it's supposed to play out. Red. You're a good ass dude, man. I'm hyped. Like I, I just want to keep talking. Uh, so what you just said uh, kind of goes back to so uh, my fourth podcast guest ever uh, was our was our mutual friend Travis Kelsey, and uh, he kind of hit on what you just said. He said, "Man, there's so many things outside of our control." Like he said, when I was going through the struggle, when I was getting in trouble in college and stuff like that, it wasn't the people I was hanging around. It wasn't it wasn't my coaches. It wasn't my family. It wasn't the stuff I was getting into. It was me. And he said, there's only one thing that is all powerful and it's you when you decide to make a decision. So he said, own it. And so I, you know, I, I took that to heart because I think that uh, there's so many in this world, including myself from time to time, stuff happens to you and you're like, you start to point fingers, right? You're like, why? Like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. And ultimately you realize that it's not happening to you. Uh, it's happening for you. It's happening as an opportunity for you to grow and get better and to manifest, like you said, the things that you truly want in this world. So goodness gracious, man, you are spitting facts out here and you are manifesting the things that you want. I see you on the gram. You went to a party last night. I think you're still hungover right now, which I appreciate you being a gamer. Uh, I don't get hungover. I I don't get hungover. That's because uh, you never stop being drunk. Well, I've done this enough in my life to know how to, I got a good balance to it, right? But, you know, I, I figured it out, right? I've done it a lot, so I, I kind of got it under control right now. I've had some bad days. Now that, listen, I'll tell you what, I was at Sarah's birthday in New York. So I remember specifically, we were playing the Texans. So I knew I had to get to Kansas City. So I had to take a 6 a.m. flight from LaGuardia, get into Atlanta at 8 get to Kansas City at 9.30, 10 o'clock, go straight to the arena. Uh, you're right, because, you know, I do help Trav out on his game day, so I'm always there to kind of make sure everything runs smooth so he can do whatever he needs to do on the field. So I get on this first flight from LaGuardia connecting to Atlanta, and I leave. So I left Sarah's birthday party at 4 a.m. I go straight from the, her party to the airport. I'm like, I got this down pack. I do this, right? This is I'm Reggie. I'm the president. I got this. So I get on a plane. And the first thought in my mind is like, I got to throw up. I got to fucking throw up. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to wait till this plane gets to 10,000 feet, and then I got to run to this bathroom. I was like, but it, I, I got to go now. So, you know, I'm in the bathroom. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm putting water on my face. I'm trying to give myself this pep talk. Like, you are, you will not throw up, Reggie. You are not going to do this on this plane. Like, you're going to wait. And I just vomit everywhere in this bathroom, Right. And so, you know, you got a certain amount of paper towels in this bathroom. So I take the whole stack. I just wet them. I'm wiping down this bathroom 25 minutes. <laughs> Students next to me are saying, are you okay in there? I'm like, yeah, uh, this is my first time flying. I'll be right out. I got to throw up on my pants and my shoes. Mind you, I have a 20-minute connection in Atlanta. So there's nothing for me to do. My bag is checked, everything. So I'm flying like. I'm through, right? But it's like, I got to make it to this game, right? Like, this is my best friend playing. Like, this is this is a holiday for us on Sunday. There's nothing going to stop me. 
and I made it. And I get off the plane, I get my bag, I run the bathroom, I take like a quick shower, like it's like bird bath down there, and I get onto the game. Right, first thing I do, I get in there. They're like, "Hey, we gotta take a shot. Let's go." Wow, <laughs> I'm rejuvenated. Gee, but, yeah, uh, man, I can't imagine uh, you threw them clothes away. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was an expensive clothes. I'm gonna They just had to. I wanna see, hey, I, I'm trying to see working in finance what your fashion budget is actually for real. But uh, hey, so <laughs> I know we've mentioned uh, Travis around the bush a couple times, and uh, I, I made it a point. I don't. Again, you've made a name for yourself, bro, and like I really admire what you're doing in the space and stuff like that. Um, I believe that the people that you hang around, uh, whoever you choose that to be in your circle could help boost you up or tear you down. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard that you become the average of the seven people closest to you. And, uh, you know, Trav has always been this guy that I admired because he lives life so childlike. Like he's just, he he genuinely enjoys everything. And I'll tell you, like, uh, no matter how big he gets, whenever I talk to him, I feel like I'm the only dude in the room. And uh, that's amazing. He's got that skill like you do. So how did you guys connect? So first time I ever met him, actually, we were playing against each other in AAU. He was playing on NEO Ballers. I was playing on a team called TNBA. And he threw me the ball. He was out of the bounds, taking the ball out. He threw me the ball to the wrong team. And I scored a layup over him, and I'm just talking in his face. So I guess, like, his team kind of, like, took him out after that. So he wanted to switch AAU teams. So he actually came to play for our AAU team. And so my mom, who's – listen, she's an angel. She uh, she has this policy. So she has an open-door policy to whatever, whatever friends we have, whatever issues you have going on at home, if you need a place to stay, my doors are open. You don't have to tell me anything. You can just walk in this house and stay here. So – I would come home from school and Travis would be in my driveway playing basketball, like in the kitchen, like eating the food. I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Right? Like, but I realized we had, we were so similar in this child, like thing that we had, we were just two kids that had fun. Mm. And the one thing I admire the most about him is that he's not a one. He'll never call you out in front of people, but if he has an issue with you, he'll pull you to the side and he'll talk to you man, man to man. And some of my toughest times in life, I've called him. And he's giving me the best advice. And he never sugarcoats anything. And listen, we have great times, right? We have, we party harder than any rock and roll band you probably ever in this world, I can honestly say. But more than anything, our relationship never changes. He is the same person. And, you know, our relationship is the same since we were 14. And anybody I bring around, he respects because he knows, you know, hey, that's my brother. So everybody he, you know, cares about and and it's vice versa, right? Like he's like, hey Reg, like I got these guys coming to the suite today. I need you to make sure they're good, right? And he knows that, hey, I don't got anything to worry about. I can go out and play because I know he's gonna take care of everything. Mm-hmm. So we have such a good relationship and you know, we we talk, you know, every week, you know, sometimes four or five times in a week. And like that child like person that he is has never changed, right? Like there's times where I wanna fight him because I'll be sleeping. He'll throw a bucket of ice on me or he'll, you know, he wants to do all this, this, you know, silly string and all that, but it's like, this is who we've always been. So like, even though I get mad and I, you know, it's also realized, okay, he is six, six, you know, 250 <laughs> pounds. So make a decision here. You're going to do it or not. Probably not, but I could try, you know, like, but it's, he, he's great, man. And then it's, you know, he's, you just, proud of him because when you understand what he went through and I always tell people he's probably the best athlete all around athlete you'll ever see mm. ever mm. like I'm talking about from hockey cross football basketball golf best mm. I'll put my money on him every time right but I love how he one he don't let fame get to his head and two that he always keeps it honest right if I call him for advice he doesn't tell me what I want to hear He'll straight up Lou you're you're wrong go fix it and he, call me back. Right. And you need that friend, right? We all need that. We all need that person that's going to hold us accountable. We all need that person that's going to love you. You know, that loves you and has your back at any time, but at the same time, it's not a yes, man. For sure. So that, that actually broaches a subject that I'm really curious about living your life. And so, you know, we could talk about Travis, obviously. Um, You know, one thing that, that I admire about him is the question that I want to ask you is, um, you know, when you get to a certain level uh, of, of exposure, right? 
be it, you know, as a, a venture capitalist or a football player or a musician or a speaker or whatever it may be, all of a sudden, you know, there's more eyes on you. And so as a result, people want to connect with you or they want to ask you for things. Or, um, and so one thing that, that I will forever be grateful for um, with Travis is that, first of all, he connected you and I. I mean, you, you, you wouldn't be on this podcast for that. Yeah, yeah. Kudos and, to that. Uh, real talk, Reg. I mean, if you'll have me, I totally see uh, you as a dude in my life that I'm going to hit up now. Uh, but nevertheless. As you should. I would love that. Thanks, man. Um, but, um, you know, he, he never knew what my motive was. Uh, but you know what? Like he was still genuine and still cared and could tell that ultimately, you know, through time that I wasn't out to get him. I wasn't out to use him up. Like I would tell him whenever we talk, he would always bring up football, like in, in these situations that we talk and, and mind you, we don't talk often. I mean, it's been like five times, seven times, you know, right. Yeah. But he would always say something about football. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get better. And I would tell him every time. Uh, Travis, I, I don't give a damn about football. I care about you as a person, right? Like I care yeah. about you and what you're going through and you're the same way. And so my question to you is how you grow in your growth. How do you kind of, um, I don't want to say protect yourself, but but go into relationships, eyes wide open, knowing that there are people here that aren't really wanting to connect with you. They're just wanting to get a piece of what you got. Yeah, no, that's first of all, a great question. Um, second of all, believe it or not, uh, Travis is very good at uh, telling what people's motives are. Like, we've had some conversations, like, we'll have a person come, he'll come up to me and say, hey, man, like, I got, this guy gives me bad energy, like, we gotta get him out of here, right? Mm. And he's very good at that. He's very, very good, you know, it's, even, even like, we've, you know, a couple of our buddies are bringing, you know, the new girlfriend around, like, ah, you know what, guys, it's not, it's not, it's not really it, right? And that was actually him and Harry, and, uh, you know, Ross and Kumar is part of our crew. They were the kind of person that kind of gave me the head nod when they met Sarah. Like, hey, like, you, done. Like, that's, it don't get no better than that, right? Right. So that was a confidence, that was a confidence you always need in one. But, you know, I give everybody a chance. I don't judge any any person, right? Because, like I said, everyone kind of has a, something they're battling or what they're going through. And so I'll give every person a chance, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you have, who you are, what you can do. Like, if you're a genuine person, it's going to show, right? It's, you can't hide it. And you kind of realize people models very, very soon, right? And you bring them around the crew and you kind of, you, we have such a tight-knit crew that we know, right? So guys start talking right, right away. And we, we, hey, we're not feeling this, we're not feeling that. And when you get that, you take their opinion. You say, okay, listen, this is this guy has to go, right? So we've been, we, we have a very close-knit family and, um, but we give everybody a chance, right? Until you do something and give us reason not to give you a chance, right? No one's, like we we have our close knit guys, but we also understand that listen, there's people that's gonna come in, people that's gonna leave, and but at the end of the day, like if we give them a chance, and you know, and they they're here for the right reasons, it'll show over time, right? So, right. and it's 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 about just not judging people either, right? Because people aren't gonna have as much as we have, or aren't as fortunate as us, but you know, some they may be able to bring a, a different perspective to the group or things like that. So we we've always been very open minded about you know, who we, hey, you know, come here, come to the game, come hang out, come do this, come party, whatever it is, right? Like, let's get to know this person. And, you know, after a few weeks, he was like, all right, either he, he's cool or uh, probably not. He, he's not going to make the cut, right? But <laughs> it's, it's about giving, you know, people a chance and having that experience and that different opportunity, right? Man, uh, you are an individual that truly lives based on the the small experiences that I've had um, as you talk and as you speak. I mean, energy is real. I, I don't know... Uh, what those of you listening uh, believe, but I know that um, there is no stronger feeling in this world to me than energy. Uh, you could feel good energy, you could feel bad energy, you could manifest the things that you want. Whatever you want to see in this world, you'll see it. So, for example, if if you heard uh, Reg's voice today, or you've seen me uh, talk, or or heard the podcast, and you and you said to yourself, mm, "Who's this dude with the bow tie?" or why, why is he always so loud? What's with the what's good or whatever? And, and that's what you're hypersensitive to. And you see all the things that you don't like, then that's all that's going to be revealed to you. But if you go into with an open mind and you, and you, and you go into a situation with what you may glean uh, from a relationship or what you may learn from somebody, then maybe just maybe you'll be surprised at what you find out. So, you know, Reg, as I, as I try to re be respectful of your time, because I know Sarah, she's, she's uh, wanting some, some fun with Reg Run. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did that. Um, 
tell me about, so you had mentioned uh, partying like a rock star or a rock band. Uh, you have been fortunate. You mentioned that as well. What is one of the most uh, crazy experiences that you've ever found yourself in as a result of your life? Uh, whew, man, that's a, that's a tough question. I'd probably say um, Chicago, uh, probably 2014, 15. We were in Chicago, me, Trav, a couple people, and we go to Future Drake. And we leave the Future Drake concert. We go to his private party. And, uh, you know, we're, me, Travis, and, you know, Ross, a couple other guys, we're sitting down hanging out with Drake. And, uh, you know, we're just sitting there and, like, it's it's open bar, right? So we go up there. We're beyond drunk. And we go up there and uh, we try to we try to pay for 42 shots. Like, you know, we're like, and Drake comes over and he's like, listen, you know, like, y'all good. This is open bar. Like, you know, help yourself. So we had a friend who, you know, was playing with the Bucks at this time. And they realized it was Trav's birthday. And so Future starts, comes in, he starts performing. And my boy goes in the bathroom and he smokes a cigarette and a fire alarm goes off. <laughs> and so they have to shut down the whole private party. But it was like, it was, it was amazing, dog. And like, so we were looking like, what the hell is going on? And he comes running out. He's like, bro, he's like, I set off the fire alarm. <laughs> and so me and Trav just start laughing. We're like, all right, we got to go. Mind it's like 3.34 in the morning, like, you know, Chicago, October, by week. Like, it was, it was amazing. Yes. That is an amazing story. I, uh, you know, I always, I, we, there's so many things that have happened to you in life when I ask that question. I know it's very broad, but typically the most memorable one will always come to your mind first. And sure. uh, man, that was meant to be because that was magnificent. Um, last question uh, before we start to wrap up and, uh, and and turn it to you for any last words of wisdom. Uh, you got the opportunity to experience uh, Chiefs Super Bowl win for the first time in years and years and years. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was emotional because you see the like the the work that he put in. You know all the surgeries. You know like. The year before him and I, we were, we're in Green Bay. He's going through his foot surgery. I'm sitting in a hospital with him. Um, you know, all day I fly in because he's like, they need someone to take him back. And, you know, we're just sitting there talking. But he he, he literally spoke about it. And I'll tell you one cool story. This is my favorite story of all time. We were in Brooklyn. This was NBA All-Star Weekend. Our, one of our best friends in the dunk contest, Mason Plumley. Um and so we go, you know, we're, we're there. And so I remember we go to Marquee and 50 Cent's on stage performing. And he goes, shout out to the best tight end in the NFL. And Gronk gets on stage. And Travis in there. But this is not what he's, you know, he's second year. And he looks at me, he goes, two years, I'll be the best tight end in the NFL. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with that, right? So we leave there at 4, 4 a.m., so where's we go back to the hotel and sleep? He wakes me up at 7 a.m. He's like, let's go. We got to go work out, bro. Did you see how they treated Gronk last night? I said, hold on. I'm not in the NFL, bro. Like, <laughs> I, this ain't got nothing to do with me. He's like, no, nah, but you're here with me. You're going to be here. Let's go. So we go work out. And he starts waking up every day. And we, we're out three or four in the morning every night. And he wakes up every day. And he starts working out every day. And I remember the two years later, it came out. And he was like top three, top four. Then the year after, he was number one. And he texted me. He said, I told you. And it was just like, it's like, I never, I always believed in you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I knew that, right? But it's, it's, it's a different story when you say it and then you do it, yeah. right? And to me, that was, that, was, that was the coolest thing ever, right? But so when you get to see him win a Super Bowl, and you see that ground that he goes through, and you see that emotion that he pays with, and, and you see the, 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 physical therapy that he goes through Monday through Saturday, every day you're at his house and he has his trainer there and he's stretching. He's, he's going through all this. Like you saw what was put into the Super Bowl. So it's not just a Super Bowl win. Like this has been his life. Right. And to cap it off like that and, you know, know that, Hey, I still got a few more in me. Right. But I'm just, I'm still just getting started, but I'm that same kid that told you I was going to be here. Right. And I did it. Like it meant everything. So it was cool. It was, it was amazing. You know, throughout that whole week, you know, kind of being in Miami, doing the lunch and the breakfast with him and just kind of seeing how his routine never changed. And he just was so calm. And you knew that, like, hey, you know what? This is 
he, he's going to win because he's done everything right that he needed to do. I'll tell you, the, the, the thing that we probably focused on the most before Saturday was what shoes he was going to wear with his outfit. Mm. Right? Like, that was it. Like, I'm going to different stores trying to help him. Right? I'm like, bro, you should be worried about the game. He's like, oh, we're good. Just another game. Right? But that's that's just the type of person he is. Right? He's calm. Like, so to see him, his dreams come true and him to talk about it and to see the, the stuff that he took, man, it was it was amazing, right? And he deserves everything that comes his way. Well, as do you, my friend. I mean, um, I hope that, that what you take from our experience today is that, uh, like, I I didn't want to even talk about Travis today uh, because no, I won't talk about you, right? But you just, you just showcased exactly why uh, you're a great friend and everybody that I talked to said Reg is the person that you need in your life. Because you took an opportunity, as the question was posed to you, what was the Chiefs Super Bowl experience like? And you immediately said how amazing it was to watch Travis and the come up and all the shit that he's gone through. And that's, that's, uh, it just says a lot about you, man. And I want to tell you, you know this at the bottom of your heart because uh, you live it, but n- never underscore the value that you've played uh, in, in not only Travis's, but other people around you's development. Because... The one thing that I've learned, uh, especially trying to grow a business in, in the speaking world, is uh, it's lonely, bro. Like, it's like you're, you're, I'm trying to grow a business, but and like I feel like I'm doing the damn thing. And then I'll look out and, uh, you know, I'll want reassurance that I'm headed the right direction. And it, it's just me. And so, you know, it's constantly me trying to talk myself up or convince myself that this is the right move or whatever it may be. And uh, when you have somebody like a Reg, uh, like a Travis, uh, like Air, like all the friends that you guys got in your click, like uh, you know Ross, all these folks, man, it's something magical. And don't underscore the value that you have in uh, building people up around you. So, hey, um, in closing, um, any you know mantras or uh, philosophies or or speakers, things that have have really resonated with you throughout the years that kind of help get you through uh, or or stay on track with what you're trying to do. Yeah, so I, honestly, my mom is number one. My mom is the person that builds me up. She's the person I cry on. She's she's my everything, right? So she keeps me very humble, right? Uh, she keeps me, but she also gives me the confidence to get through my day to day life. When I have bad days, I call her. And she she tells me what it is, right? And the best thing about her is that you know she's my best friend and she's my mom. So I can you know I, we have a very great relationship. Um, you know, my brothers are fantastic. Uh, they they have been people who you know since I was fourteen and I was this kid who didn't know how to study, who barely knew how to read, who barely knew how to do the right things in everyday life. They were the people that helped me walk through that. Right, even though they knew I struggled, they gave me that confidence and they helped me get to A to B and and things like that. And they seeing the confidence when you realize that people believe in you, it just gives you a whole like different aura about yourself. Like you believe in yourself more now. You want to do more because you want more people to believe in you. And it's just my family, you know, both sides, you know, have been great to me. Um, they believe me. They Sometimes they tell me, like, my mom always tells me, like, you, you'll be the biggest person in the world one day. Like, she's like, and I truly believe that. Like, and she says that with, like, no issues. So it's kind of like, right. hold, hold on, mom. Like, you see some shit in me that I don't see. So, like, <laughs> I got to start believing what, you know what I mean? But so, like on those days where I want to give up and all that, it's like, that gives me extra strength. Right. So that's, it's just things like that. Knowing where I came from, knowing where I am, that gives me a drive and a motivation to keep going every day. Um, great friends around me, you know, like it's, to me, it's all about the people around me that's in my life. That's who I give the credit to. Um, Cause I'm nothing without them. Right. And I'm still learning who I am, how to do certain things, how to be organized or how to be, you know, a better person on a daily basis, how to be a better son, how to be a better boyfriend, like everything. Right. So for me, my learning never stops. But the people around me hold me accountable. They give me the courage and the energy that I need so that I can be better in those areas. I love it, man. You know, a lot of folks are driven by quotes or, you know, uh, you know, pastors or faith or, you know, politics, whatever it may be. What I heard you just say is when you're present. Uh, and, and you're looking for the good and people and you surround yourself with the right people, then ultimately that fire is lit for you because you want to, you want to thrive, not just for yourself, but, uh, to help support those yeah. others and prove them right. So for man, everyone, for everyone, for everyone, Reg run. If somebody wants to learn more about El Presidente, where do they go? Man, uh, you can definitely go to my Instagram, even though that's more of a, a fun, you know, that's more me just being the president, having fun. 
Um, you know, I like to change my nicknames up every once in a while. Uh, you know, listen, I got a different nickname every day for my girlfriend. She looks at me, she's like, like what? But uh, this week is Rose, but you know, the president definitely stays. Uh, but no, listen, I'm, I'm an open book, right? And I've always felt like I've been through journeys and, you know, different good times and bad times in life. And my goal is to share those times, right? Because it's not where you start, right? It's where you finish. And mm. if you were looking a third grade or fourth grade Reggie, like I was a, a angry kid who didn't understand the world, right? I felt like I was dealt the wrong cards. I felt I was a victim to myself, you know, to people that was around me, but people took my situation and helped me understand it, which gave me like this, like, okay, I can do this, right? It gave me a belief, right? Like these people who have everything and they believe a kid who has nothing, right? They don't even have to speak to me. There's nothing here connecting us but they, they want to help me. They want to, you know, help me grow and be a better person, be a better student. Like it just gave me a confidence and it's never left me. Right. And one of my best friends, like a big brother named Austin Brown, he's another person who I, I reach out to a lot on a daily basis. And he's known me since I was seven years old. And he's a person that just, whenever I have, you know, off days, uh, he, he, pushes me to have you know on days right by the smallest things and you know and those things you appreciate because you know time is something we can never get back my mom preached that a lot so she always says use your time wisely and so when i'm i'm very fortunate that i can pick up the phone and call these people and get 15 20 minutes of their time and that just says a lot about you know one your relationship but two about the people that are around you that are willing to cut their days short to talk to and help you through those problems right so i kind of want to reciprocate that to other people and give back to those people um that are less fortunate that need me in a different way or or, or lost in life or have no idea when listen i don't have all the answers believe it or not uh i learn on a daily basis and and I'm still learning, but I've been through enough to kind of, I can point you in the right direction, right? But at the end of the day, I need someone to point Reggie in the right direction also. And I have those people around me. So it, it, it comes back full circle. Well, listen, I am certain that somebody listening to this podcast, I know I have, uh, had learned a lot from you. Uh, insightful, articulate, positive, and the energy was real and ultimately fun. So Reggie, uh, we greatly appreciate you being on here, man. You, you delivered. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the proactive approach and reaching out to make this thing happen. Uh, go out and have some fun today. And you, as the podcast listener, uh, thank you very much for your support. Fundamentalism would not be what it is without you. So we greatly appreciate you tuning in. As always, go out and have some fun today and create some fun in the lives of others. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. 